Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. morning. Um, just as we were uh, leading this morning, and this was, it's probably no different any other week, but it seems heightened to me today. Um, we want to express, uh, let me start again, I've got that many thoughts going through my head. Um, I guess we're grateful for so many people who commit and make a, a great contribution in many ways. And we should never underestimate the cost. I think it happens probably most weeks, but today, as I say, it was heightened for me. As I think about um, Jared and Narelle, uh, and I, I can't see them. There they are, just there. That's why I can't see you. Yes. Uh, grieving loss, uh, death of uh, Karen, mum and grandma, we love you. Um, and we continue to stand with you in that. Um, Ivan and Judy, uh, Ivan's brother is dying. Uh, and many of us will know Ken, uh, incredibly faithful, Ken and Lorraine, uh, and they've just left, so I'm just, I don't know if they've just received a text message from Lorraine. Um, and then I'm mindful of uh, a guy like David Harris, who I don't think will mind me saying, and I'm saying this without permission, whose wife is down in Melbourne receiving treatment and has been over a long period of time and still chooses to come here and serve faithfully. And I'm mindful of uh, a woman like Hannah and um, her husband's up in Bega restoring a family farm after the fires. And these people are here in worship and they're here in grief and, you know, how beautiful the sense that, oh man, this is, um, how beautiful the sense that even in the midst of that, we still need to say Jesus is at the centre because if we don't, then what? Really? Like, and if you're here today and you don't know why you're here, and if you're here today and you don't know the story of Jesus, and if you're here today and you're still working out what Jesus means, for me, as I think about this and I think about the grief that these people carry and yet the sacrifice that comes with serving still, and I know not, they're not the only ones. I know some of you are sitting here today who have been faithful followers of Jesus for a long period of time, and you might be going, I don't know. And yet to be able to say, because of Jesus, in Jesus, for Jesus, through Jesus. Yeah? And um, because if we don't, we genuinely have nothing. (laughs) You can have your homes, you can have your cars, and I'd like a car. I'd like several cars, actually, in my shed. But anyway, I'd like a shed. Um, (laughs) And it would mean nothing without Jesus. It just does. And if you haven't yet made that decision to follow Jesus, I'm not saying, you're not going to have, your circumstances might not change at the blink of an eye. I do believe in a God of miracles. Your circumstances might not change in the blink of an eye. But I do believe in a God who will walk with you and sustain you and carry you through every circumstance. 
That's been my testimony. That's a testimony of Jared Norrell. It's a testimony of Ivan and Judy. It's a testimony of David Harris. It's a testimony of Hannah Tanner and the wider, Hannah and Damien and the wider family. And for me today, that's been a powerful witness. So Father, we want to thank you for who you are. That you hold us in our sadness, in our grief, in our uncertainty. That you minister to us, that you minister through us. And we can still come and say, praise the name of Jesus. Jesus at the centre of it all. And we hold our hearts, our minds, our hands, our very lives open before you today. We do not grieve as those without hope. But in all things, we continue to rejoice, even in sadness and hardship and struggle and questions. We continue to rejoice. And in all things, we cast our anxieties onto you, knowing that you care for us. And Father, I want to pray that today, that someone would know that you care for them, that we would all know that you care for us. Whatever circumstance, whatever celebration, whatever grief, that you love us and that you've done everything to restore us into your love. Father, we thank you for the story that you have written. We thank you for the story that you are writing. We thank you for the story of... um, those that we've heard, we thank you for the story of uh, John and Laura, for Bill and Joan, uh, for Dennis and Pam, for Alana, uh, and for Mick and Carol today as we hear their story. We pray that their story would reflect your story and encourage us and bless us. And may we be reminded in the midst of these sacrifices that people have made today, that you are still writing a great and beautiful and wondrous story that reconciles all people to yourself, that restores all things to yourself. Even when we can't see it, even when we're in the midst of tragedy and hardship, you are restoring all things to yourself. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, I do that because I feel like when I'm praying, I'm looking at here and I've turned 90 degrees every time I'm praying. Um, Would you welcome Mick and Carol Schneider as they come up and share their story with us, please? (sighs) I'll give you the black one. Thank you. I'll give you the blue one. My colour, blue. Your colour, it is too. Have a seat. (laughs) How appropriate. How appropriate, yes. And thanks for making me cry before I got up here. Oh, look, you're welcome. It's a gift that I have, Carol, you know that. Um, And I'm emotionally incontinent. (laughs) Emotionally incontinent. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably how this thing's going to go this morning. (laughs) Okay. All right, well, I'm already there, so welcome to the party. Um... Whew. All right. This could go anywhere then, couldn't it? It will. How long have you... How lo- <laughs> now, I know for a fact... Here we, now, I need, again, without permission, um, Carol said, yes, I've been writing pages of notes, 
and Mick says, I'm going to let Carol do all the talking. Um, I noticed that last week, Pam did all the notes and Dennis kind of let Pam do all the talking. Um, no, we had a great interview last week. Um, how long have you been part of the Horsham Church of Christ? I'm changing, the, I'm mixing it up. How long have you been part of the Horsham Church? We came to Horsham Church of Christ 1990. 1990. Oh, very, 30th year. Woohoo. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Party. <laughs> Introduce yourselves to us. Just give us a snapshot of who you are. Um, yeah, being part of the Horsham Church of Christ, well, we've come to the Happy Church because we, we were looking to a church to go to. We asked the children, which church do you want to go to? Right. said, we, we want to go to the Happy Church. Okay. And we've been here ever since. Okay. Yeah, right. But yeah, I'm, I'm Michael. Uh, I'm the eldest of eight children to Jeff and Elaine. Uh, we were brought up in the Anglican Church. Uh, I was baptised Anglican, confirmed Anglican, uh, altar server in the Anglican Church, sang in the choir. Uh, confirmed, did I say that? Yep. Yeah, yep. And uh, I became a carpenter, did my apprenticeship at the Wimmer Base Hospital. Yep. Uh, met Carol there, <laughs> that's where I met Carol. Uh, with four children Kylie, Virginia, Amanda, and Luke. Uh, we've now got. Nine grandchildren. Wow. That's uh, yeah. uh, a yeah. great, great uh, joy in our lives. Yep. Um, and then after my apprenticeship, I went and worked for builders in Horsham, become an owner builder myself, uh, become bankrupt in 82. Uh, God brought me to my knees there. Yeah. That's another whole story. Uh, I went into Truck driving, or road construction, plant operating. Uh, and through the bankruptcy time and my move from religion to relationship yeah, well. in, in Jesus, yep. I did a New Testament course in Matthew in the Anglican Church and preparing to go to ministry. I felt a calling on my life yeah, right. wow. to serve, become an Anglican priest. So we packed up when Luke was the baby and went to Canberra. But uh, my academic skills prohibited me from entering college. <laughs> right. So back on with a tool belt and I was lucky to work on New Parliament House in the final stages of New Parliament oh, wow. House for wow. the last 18 months. And that was a great joy and, yep. and a blessing to us. So after th three years in Canberra and... Uh, we come back to Horsham, and uh, and that's when we realised that uh, where we were worshiping wasn't where we wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. Because we'd had great open experiences in Canberra too, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah, that's so uh, that's why why we come to the Happy Church. <laughs> After the minister stood up, bawling his eyes out. Great. Um, <coughs> I'm Carol, the other half, <laughs> the quiet side. <laughs> no, I really was the quiet side. You wouldn't believe it, but I, I was quite a quiet child, actually. 
until I realised that I could actually speak too. And I, yes, so I'm making up for it now. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I'm Carol. Um, I was born in Melbourne um, to Ed and Betty Smith. Dad was a glass blower. I don't know whether very many people would know that. And my mum was a strapper jockey. And so that's where the love of horses come into our family and pets. I think animals were number one with mum. Mm. But she had seven kids. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the third of seven children. And Dad then joined the railways and we moved to Diaper near, near Neil. And Caniva, I did all my... Primary school at Caniva. Yep. And, um, which was a great life, I tell you, living out in the country and having the freedom to be able to ride around, you know, go up, jump on my horse and ride around Caniva. I mean, we were never home. No. If I wasn't on the horse, I was in the pool swimming because Dad was a lifesaver, so we had to swim. I can't remember ever being taught to swim or ride a horse. I just knew how to do it. Wow. I think I was thrown on right from day dot. Yep. So, um, I'm, a, I'm not a sporty person, uh, but I have been challenged over the years to um, do things, you know, get out the boat and walk on water. Yeah. <laughs> Simon, you were one of them that challenged me when I was 50. Now, who's 50 out there? <laughs> now, you just remember this, Simon. Simon challenged me to do boot camp. <laughs> and I did two boot camps. <laughs> And, um, and I was working as well, so you go and do this hour of workout in the morning, you know, climb fences and walls and run with ropes and run was the... Well, I did the Cliffy Young shuffle, actually. <laughs> um, but I couldn't physically sit down on the loo or on a chair very gracefully. <laughs> you can <laughs> now, though, so that's great. a fortnight. So, when you're 50, Simon, you're not 50 yet, are you? (laughs) No, not far away, though. (laughs) Well, are you still doing boot camp? No. No. Mm. It might be a challenge. Yeah, so, anyway, um, enough about the sporting careers. Um, Yes. So, what feels like... I went nursing. Yeah, we're nursing. I went nursing. Yep. Uh, My mum and dad split up when I was about 14 and okay. three of us kids went with Dad, three went with Mum. Dad moved to Warrantnabeel, I stayed at Sheep Hills, Mum married a farmer. I come to Horsham Nursing, met a carpenter yep. and um, got married, had four kids. And um, I think Michael's just about filled in the rest. Uh, how long have you been married now? 43 years. 43 years? Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. Um, that hasn't always been no. easy? No. When Michael said we went through bankruptcy, we act- our marriage nearly collapsed. Mm. It was, we were right on the brink. We separated for two weeks, I think, or ten days, two weeks, and that felt like eternity. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, yeah, that was... We come to a point where in our, in our faith, we either had to get stronger and work through it or just give it all away. It was, yeah, that's where we got to. We went on a marriage encounter camp. It happened to come up just just after we got back together again. But um, it was there 
I'd always known about God. I hadn't been brought up in church. Right. Um, my, my parents were what you call submarine Christians. They only surfed, well, they only surfed, I think, Christmas maybe every now and again and uh, maybe an Easter. I haven't heard that term before, submarine Christians. Yeah, yeah well, usually they surf for Sundays. You need to lock that away. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. the pel- you see the periscope up every now and again. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, yep. um, but I always had a faith. I always knew there was a God. Yeah. And, and I knew that he was protecting me right from a young age because there was a time that it could have been rather tricky involving a, a, a young man right. in a playground and God gave me the words to get out of that situation. I had no, right. I, I have, couldn't have done that myself. So right. I've always known God's had his hand on my life. Yeah. So Mick talked about growing up through the Anglican Church mm. and confirmation and baptism in the Anglican Church and the faith of the Anglican Church. What was that moment for you in declaring Jesus as Lord? And I'll come back to you in a minute, Mick. Really. Yeah, that w- for me, that was on our marriage in Canada camp. That's okay. when I actually knew who Jesus was and wow. I had a personal relationship. We both really did. Yep. Um, and it completely changed our lives. And we had two children at that stage. Right. When we went on, we got four now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. 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 It, it um, just having that presence in our lives and knowing we had someone to go to yes. and having a faith, having, you know, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. Yeah. Something just having the lights as you said that. That's very good. <laughs> Um, Mick, tell me about your faith. Like you talked about growing up in the Anglican Church and then coming back looking for a church where uh, faith was around relationship rather than religion. Um, was marriage encounter weekend the same kind of weekend for you that you said, yep, Jesus is real to me and that's what I want to pursue? And um, well, it's more to do with me being a broken person, right. bankrupt, yep. stripped of everything, had nothing, marriage was on the rocks. Yep. Uh, how did it happen? And then it was about the same time that Harvest Church was starting in Horsham and there was crusades here in the town hall and I went along to a few of them and was prayed over to receive the Holy Spirit. Yep. And uh, that's right, we were living at Nadimak at the time and uh, midweek healing services were starting in the Anglican church there with the young, vibrant couple... They were leading the way in in Christian re- renewal yep. in the church, and uh, they encouraged us and prayed for us. Mm. Uh, oh, can I just butt in there just for a second? <laughs> that was really funny. We we're out at Natty Muck, and the minister comes around to visit us. Well, he comes in the front door. Michael ducked out the back door. <laughs> 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 oh no! But that's he. Our ministers out there, him and his wife Tony and David, were. They just wanted to come and be friends. Yeah. They didn't want to um, push us into anything. They just wanted to make friends and meet us where we were. Yeah. Not, you know, yeah. they didn't. Wow. Well, it wasn't as scary as what Michael thought it was. <laughs> no. But also with the marriage encounter camp, I was blown away by the fact that there were so many people had prayed for us and written letters to us, and. It it just blew me away that so many people cared for us because I thought I was, I, was, I was the person doing it on my own. So it's very much a two story of two halves in some sense. Like there's about building your own kingdom, establishing your presence. Yeah, I was success. working seven days a week trying to yeah. out to make, make yeah. a living and it just didn't work. And uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I remember being out the back shed there one day, crying out to God for for Carol to come home, to be back together, and uh, and I'll do anything for you. Well, <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have said that, should I? <laughs> <laughs> Don't then, ever challenge God. Don't no, ever say so, no. Uh, yeah. But yeah, then with my music, I was I was encouraged to to play, and I've always wanted to play just gospel music, Christian music, and uh, and the same at Canberra. I was up there playing for the church and encouraged by a, an ABC concert pianist. Yeah, wow. And uh, that really gave me incentive to yep. to go on with yep. the music. Yep. And uh, but getting back to the question, the Holy Spirit. Oh, born again. Yeah, through marriage encounter. Um, baptised, rebaptised again in in the Horsham Church of Christ. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, yep, and the prayer support from so many people. Mm. The free jars have been wonderful. Yep, people in our in our involved in our lives all along. Yeah, even when we we're little, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, and so many other people. So it sounds like in your brokenness, in your most desperate moment, that's where you actually discovered community in a very real way and yep. as an extension of that, the person the, and the relationship with Jesus as an extension. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. yeah bankruptcy was uh, a hard thing to go through, to be stripped of everything. I felt like a sheep in a ro- or we felt like sheep in a race, went to Melbourne, you just in a queue, lined up, got your paperwork filed, pushed through the system, pushed out the door and said, yeah, there you wow. go, you're done. Wow. I, I thought I was going to go down and get some counselling and work it out and find out how we're going to get out of trouble, but no. No. It's just, just acknowledgement, rubber stamp just it. bang, yep, yep. Go and work it out. So, yeah. Wow. So we had to really work it out, our marriage, work yep. out our finances, get that on track, work live from day to day virtually, from yep. pay to pay. Yep. And uh and trusting God to provide for us. Yeah. Which he did so many Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God provided in so many ways, so many times. Yeah. Can you give us an example? Just off the top of your head? Well, uh I mean we went to get we Went to get a bigger car, Tarago van, because the family had outgrown the car. I had no credit rating. It, this is in Canberra. Yep. Um, I had a good word from the pastor there, and the, and the the salesman was. I don't know what he what he was, but he gave us the okay to get the finance. Wow. And that was our sort of stepping starting to get a, a rating, credit rating again. Okay, yeah. And wow. um, and the finance came through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, no, food and... Yeah. Jobs, jobs have always been able to get work. Yeah. Um, God provides. Yeah, yep. yeah. I know one situation um, for us when we were going to the Church of Christ, there was something that happened within the family that was, um, it just um, blindsided us. It was a really traumatic situation involving children and um, our children. And um, if it wasn't for our pastor 
um, we just went along for some counselling to know how to work out the situation. And he'd been through a similar thing, so yeah, he wow. knew exactly. So God had placed people yeah. in our path yeah. to deal with situations we come up against. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't for our faith and trust in God, you know, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be sitting here now. Really? I know that. I know. Really? I have got, yeah. Wow. I've got to the point where I've said, well, you know, that's it, God. Yep. I'm done. But wow. he's always yeah, he's always pulled through, <laughs> put someone in my path. So yeah, what what lifted you out of that moment that you said I'm done, I'm I'm out of this life? What lifted you beyond that? People, um, God was there. He was there. He was speaking to me. Yeah. What did you hear from God in that moment? He don't give up. Yeah. Wow. And he doesn't make junk. No. And he's got a purpose. Wow. Yeah. He's got a plan. That's so cool. Yeah. That's right. So. Yeah, he's had his hand on us. So you just got to stick in there and and friendships and prayer. Um, you know the people around you. Don't don't think you're there by yourself. You know, um, you know, there's the power of one. Yeah. You know, there's one person, but you're not alone. You've got all these people around you. You've got your family. You've got your friends. You've got your church friends. You've got you know get involved in like KYB and um, crafty friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, things like that where you've got supports around you that yeah. can um, people to go to people that you know people that you trust um, don't I, be afraid to yeah sorry talk to people. Wa- watching the two of you two over the 18 years that I've been around that um, as much as other people might have spoken into you I would say it's been just as important that you put effort into other people and your oh, intention people. like I know yes. I know, Mick, it's been a struggle for you in terms of like, your truck driving and being away. You're not able to be involved in the many things that you'd like to be involved in, but still you're really intentional about conversations, particularly around Sunday or crafty friends and Bible studies. Is that like it's not just about you sitting back and saying, God, come on, bring it to me. You, oh, no. you're, you're both no. really intentional no. about offering it and serving around other people and seeking out other people. Is that a fair statement? Yep, yep. yep. It's, yeah, you can't just sit back and think that things are going to you know, happen for you. You've got to get out there and and um, encourage others as well, you know. And that's the blessing in, in the more that you encourage and be there for other people, the more blessed you actually get, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> um, you yeah. don't withdraw from people. No. It's really important to have a support around you and, and to encourage others mm, mm. and... Um, and especially the young ones in the church, uh, you know, stick at your, stick at your faith, stick at your, you know, with your friends, encourage your friends, and and it's really surprising when the people that you think, oh, you know, they wouldn't understand, but um, it's surprising what other people have gone through mm-hmm. and um, how they can, you know, just pray for you, mm. yeah, things like that, yeah. Simple things. Yep. What about you, Mick? In terms of blessing and encouraging others? Because there's times I'm sure you'd rather go and sit in a hole somewhere. I'd just like to encourage people that come to church that um, keep your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He's our only hope. Yeah. Without our faith, we can't get through our daily lives. Yeah. 
with so much going on around on around us, who do we look towards? Who yeah. who's going to sustain us? What what is our hope in yeah. life? Yeah. God is our only hope. Yeah. For living otherwise, what are we doing here? Yeah. Might as well be in the pub with the boys having a beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Question without notice. I, I, this is the this is the sense of bigger story. The question that I've had framed is, what's one way in which you've noticed God in the last year? But I want I want to pick up the uh, 43, 43 years of marriage. You said uh, you went to the love after marriage workshop last year. You're still in my thunder. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. Well, I'm asking the right no, questions. Okay. Then. You are. Yeah. See, um, Michael's shushing me already. Already, I think he's controlled himself really well, actually. Um, <laughs> 40, 43 years of marriage. Why did you go to a marriage workshop? Well, I wondered that myself, actually. We, we spent a long time thinking about that one. We thought, well, but God kept on nagging at me and nagging at me. And, you know, you need to do it, you need to do it. And I, and I suddenly realised, I'm not just doing it I'm not doing it for me. I mean, yes, we were doing it for ourselves. You know, like, we've been married 43 years, you know, like, we've got it all together. Not. Um, but what about everybody else out there, you know? Really just as a support to go and help and be wow. there and participate wow. with others. So we thought. Yeah. <laughs> God had so you didn't get anything out of the three days you didn't learn anything new you were just there cheering no, other people on the, oh, yeah, the Holy yeah. Spirit was there and uh, revealing a lot of things okay. to oh, yeah. each couple yep. and it was a, a wonderful time of yep. blessing yep. in the Holy Spirit yep. now I know that is, can you give us one thing that you took away from that time Mick I know it's a pretty sacred time and I want to honour that, but I also, like, is there one thing that you might, like, as someone who's been married, as a bloke that's been married 43 years, what's one wealth of wisdom out of that that you can pass on to blokes like me? I've only been married 26 years. There's other blokes been married less than me. What would you be saying to us blokes? Pray for your wife. Put her first. Keep the lines of communication open. Talk about everything. Yep. Your activities, your feelings, your ups and your downs. Yeah, just to be so honest with each other, really. Yep. Yeah. And yep. having God as Jesus at the centre of it all. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Brilliant. What about you, Carol? Yeah, com um, communication. We found that years ago. If you don't keep the lines of communication open, um, then you drift apart. If, you're not, you, if you don't communicate with anybody, what happens? Mm, mm. Yeah, you, you you don't know you don't know the person, um, and that's the same with God. If you don't keep your line of communication with God open, um, well, you just um, die. Mm. You, yeah, you, yeah, and that's what happens with your marriage if you don't talk to each other. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean we don't date often enough, and that's really important too. Is having time together. Um, without the kids, uh, that's really important to get away and, and have, um, you know, just go out for tea once every now and again if you can and, or, mm. you know, mm. go to the pictures or whatever. Mm. We, went, we went to a, a concert last year, which was a couple of concerts actually, and that was good fun just to go and do things together. Mm. But, um, 
Yeah, lamb for me. Um, lamb being love after marriage. Love after marriage. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm a you, and he's a ram. You know the lambs. Yeah, yep. great. Um, Thanks for that. Yeah, but you would have known that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went along, and I thought, oh yeah, it'll be good. You always learn something. Yeah. You know, you never, you're never too old to learn. So I knew God had something in store for us. But yeah, it, that was it. Was really amazing to share with other people that were going through. Mm. You know, we all go through struggles, um, mm. and we all think our struggles are, you know, like pretty bad. Yeah. But everybody goes through them. Yeah. And um, and it's learning, getting the tools to actually. Um, deal with those situations you, you, yeah. you know come across and things you know there's a lot of stuff that we um keep hidden you know we, we just shove down and we just don't deal with them but it affects our life so yeah love after marriage gave us the tools to be able to work through those things and um and it's an ongoing thing every day it, it, it's it doesn't ever stop um so you've got to keep on working at it. Yeah, yeah. As well as love after marriage, recently um, there's been the when the baptism was here the other yep. week. Yep. I really feel this uh, a freeing or a movement of the Holy Spirit here in this place in yep. recent times, which is very encouraging, and yep. um, it's just wonderful to be here. Great to be here every Sunday, and we've really enjoyed your teaching and encouraging encouragement and leading the Horsham Church across in, in that way. Thanks. And, and teaching us to stand on our own feet and have a, a real relationship mm. With, mm. with God, with Jesus. Yeah. We're not, nothing against you. This is not, we're not here to follow the path, that we're here nope. to follow Jesus. Correct, yep. so, yeah. Amen. And that's something we've learnt along the way too over the years. Yeah. Just yeah. to uh, focus on Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and to um, listen to the Holy Spirit because, you know, you get that little nagging voice that just won't go away. Well, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you and you've got to be obedient to it because if you don't, um, well, I, I learnt not to say no to God. <laughs> I told God a long time ago I was never getting married and I definitely wasn't married in a redhead. <laughs> and he went, right. <laughs> so... Um, yeah. Who said God hasn't got a sense of humour? Oh, no, he's got... Yeah, so you don't ever say no because <laughs> you, can, you can bet that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> can, I just, can I just pick up on that? I've, I've been thinking about this the last couple of days or weeks, uh, the start of this year, and it's something I really want to kind of draw out a, a little bit this year for both of you. You talked about listening for God's voice. Is that... You know, do you do the light glow over you? Do the angels come down and warn you by saying, "Do not be afraid. You're about to get a message from God." What is what does God's voice sound like? Look like for you in that? Sometimes I get pictures. Sometimes I have dreams. It's okay. but usually it's just a quiet presence, and it usually, I mean, you know, because I mean. I wouldn't, I know that I wouldn't think of those things. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. it's, um, he seems to give me words or, um, yeah, that's what I suppose it is, yeah. Um, but it's not 
But how do you know, I don't how, hear a tangible voice. How, how do you know it's how do you know it's the voice of God and not just a nice idea? Because it's persistent. Okay. Yep. It's it will go on and and there's usually confirmation. I usually get a confirmation from someone. Okay. Um, I know when I did love after marriage, um, I had a sense at some stage of something, and um, someone said the same thing. I went, oh. That's exactly what I got, right, you know. Okay. So I know that the, yep. you know, God will confirm it somewhere along the line. Yep. That someone, um, you know, it's just amazing how, or Michael will be thinking something. I won't have said anything, and he'll say something to me, and I go, "Well, that's not that amazing, you know. God's given me the same thing too." So it's a persistent but thought, essentially. It is, it yeah. Is, so it's yeah. A, and it's a thought of maybe love or hope or yeah. growth. Would they be, that be a fair yeah, kind yeah. of? Yeah, and it's a positive. It's yeah. positive. It's yes. not. Won't love doesn't put people down. Yep. It doesn't condemn anybody, you know. Yep. So it's got to be, yeah, cool. A lifting up and encouraging. Yeah. Can I ask the same question? What's what's the voice of God sound like for you? Look like for you, Mick? Mostly from reading, reading yep. the Bible. Yep. And yeah, seeing what He says through that. Yeah. Because yeah. He's such a, uh, a everlasting love, ever loving God. Yeah. It's, He's, there's no end to his love. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. Cool. Um, I haven't asked half the questions that I had, but have, is there anything you want to say that I haven't covered? I've got one more question, but is there anything that you want to add at the moment? No? Good. Um, <coughs> <laughs> Give me time. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, people, people sitting here today, there's people sitting here, maybe they don't know Jesus um, they're uncertain about this idea of God. What's your encouragement to them? Try just reading some scripture uh, helps. It's a hard thing to, well, not completely hard, but it's um, inviting Jesus into your life through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you the the drive, the energy to to seek out what's in the scripture. And and through the scripture, God will talk to you, and you'll learn so much. Yeah, yep. Brilliant. What about you, Carol? Talk to people. Um, yeah, pray. Mm. Um, yeah, seek out uh, people that can um, encourage you, and yeah, ask questions. Um, I mean, I've really found KYB fantastic in with scripture, and you know, like I, I think you know, I think I've I've been pretty dumb, and I think um, oh, I couldn't do KYB. But it's not about you don't have to know it all. You're never going to know it all anyway. And we're not God, you know. Like um, I keep on saying to Michael, he keeps on asking me things, and I keep on saying, "Am I God? I don't know." <laughs> we need to ask him because I don't know all the answers, and we never will know all the answers but don't be scared to ask people and it doesn't matter what questions are they're never dumb because um, that's how you learn you know kids that's how kids learn so um, we're all babes in a way in our faith and we need we need to um, talk to people and mm. you know if you've got a question yeah. just ask but um, yeah pray I've really found music I can't sing well I can but 
the kids tell me, don't give up my day job. Um, <laughs> look after the kids, don't sing. Um, but I love music, I love listening to music, and that really um, uh, helps me. It, yeah. it um, ministers to my spirit, yeah. music, really. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, often I'll be <laughs> lucky no one comes down my um, driveway too often because I could be singing in the... I turn my music up and I sing and I dance. Hopefully the neighbours are not listening. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, um, yeah, yeah, it really ministers to me. And, yep. um, and friends. Yep. Friends are really important. Yeah, yep. seek, out, seek out good friendships and, um, and it's two ways. So KYB is uh, Know Your Bible. There's various Know Your Bible groups. Um, so, and there we have numerous life groups as well that if you're not connected in, we'd love to get you connected because it's a place of learning and growth yeah. and care for you and for one another as well. So yeah, they are, that, yeah life groups are, yeah. are fantastic. Yeah. You really need to be part of one of those. Yeah. And um, yeah, help out where you can with things within the church and in the community. Um, you know, don't be scared to... You know, you, you don't know, you might know how to put the communion cups out and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, but, you know, you, you should have seen my first day when I did the communion glasses. I had wine going everywhere, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you don't get in there and have a go... Yeah. Yeah. So people sitting here for, you know, they've been sitting here as long as you, they've been faithful, maybe there's people who are a bit jaded with the whole idea of faith. What would you be saying to them? Life after marriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go and have a talk to Narelle and Jared. <laughs> and um, there's a few of us in the church that have done life after marriage. But, um, you know, you think, oh, yeah, I've been married for 40, 50 years and uh, I don't need that. But it's not all about us. It's about encouraging others in, you know, that are here yeah. and young in their faith. And, and it doesn't matter if you've been married a week or... 50 years, you know, yeah. it's all important, it's all helpful. Trust and obey, mm. for there's no other way to <laughs> trust and obey in yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's brilliant. Mm. Thank you for coming up and being part of the conversation. Would you thank Mick and Carol for us? So, thank you. Brilliant. I hope you're uh, enjoying the conversations uh, and the testimony uh, that they're providing and uh, it's, it's a reminder that we all carry our stories, don't we? We all carry our story and I think uh, it's important to remember. I've, I've been thinking and I've, I've used this the last couple of weeks and I'm using it for a couple more weeks but um, from Colossians 1 um, verse 9, Since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. That's much of what Mick and Carol have said today. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father. Now, and I want you to understand this, joyfully giving thanks to the Father, and hear this, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light, for he has rescued you 
rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And in verse 19 of Colossians 1, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell within him, that is Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. I want you to understand something here. God has done the work. God has done the work. He has reconciled himself to you and I. If you're sitting here today exploring Jesus, first time in church, not sure, God has already done the work. If you're going through hardship, struggle, sacrifice, uncertainty, God has done the work to reconcile you to himself already. And this is much as we can do all the work to build up our own kingdoms. It's not until we come to a place of recognising what God has already done and step into it. I had the image this week of, um, as I prepared to uh, have a shower, you switch, switch the shower tap on, and at that moment, if I stood there and thought I had a choice whether I stepped into the shower or not, you'd think I was stupid, wouldn't you? You've already made the decision to go and have a shower, yeah? You with me? Most of us do that, don't we? Can you imagine switching on the tap, going through all that effort and energy and thinking, I can switch, and the water comes essentially through no effort of your own, and then thinking, I'm going to stay dirty, hot and sweaty and just walk away. That's a ridiculous notion, isn't it? But here is the promise of Jesus. He has poured out. He has this shower of reconciliation, a shower of healing, this shower of renewal, this shower of rebuilding, this shower of making all things new. And many of us just look at it and turn our backs rather than stepping into it and receiving the blessing that he wants to give to us. He He has cleansed us. He has reconciled us. And this year we want to really step into that in a powerful way. We want to be daring people, um, recognising all that God has already done. And I really want to encourage us, uh, before I go there, I also just heard uh, this, reminded of this the last couple of days as well. For John chapter 5 verse 24 I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal, has eternal life. It's not, it's, you're not waiting for eternal life to come. You have it. You have received it. It is a promise for you as well as a fulfillment for you. And will not be condemned. You have crossed over from death to life. He who, he, he who hears the word and believes him who sent so we're going to ask the question as we go into the, this year. Uh, we want to be daring people. We want to be daring in our faith. We want to be daring in our prayer. We want to be daring in our worship. We want to be daring in our service. We want to be daring in our proclamation. And we want to be daring in our invitation. And so here's the encouragement. If you're a person of faith and been following Jesus for a long time, or maybe you're not sure who this whole Jesus thing is, what does it look like to step into the belief that God has poured out his blessing, that God has reconciled us, that we can live out of that reconciliation, that he wants to pour out all the blessings so that we are a blessing to others? What's one decision that I could make 
whether it's in my relationship with God, how I come to him, how I read his word, whether it's an invitation that I make, whether it's in my attitude that I come into worship, or whether it's the attitude of worship that I carry about my workplace or my home, or how I love, what's one decision I can make about how I love my family or my neighbours? What's one daring decision that I can make recognising that God has poured out his blessing already and I walk in that power of the reconciliation? Where we're looking forward to what God has to do as our team comes up, we really want to recognise and celebrate all that God does and all that he promises. And if you haven't yet made that daring decision to follow Jesus, Siri's talking to me. I hope you understand, Siri. Siri doesn't yet know Jesus. Um, but if you, if, if you haven't yet made that decision to follow Jesus, maybe that's your daring decision. Maybe you're waiting for all the answers to come, all the things to be aligned, and God has already poured out the blessing and he's just saying, will you just step into me and trust me today? And so as we sing this song today, that invitation is to come just to walk down the front and we'll have people, maybe you need prayer in a daring way. Maybe you need someone, there's a movement happening or you're not certain about something. Maybe you need a daring prayer over your life. Just come down the front, just receive that. And if you don't come down the front, that's, that's not that you've missed out. Maybe just turn to someone that you trust and say, hey, this is a daring decision I need to make today. This is a daring prayer I need prayed over my life today because I want to step in and walk in the blessing that God... We've heard story of people who were broken a um, long time ago who made a decision to trust Jesus with everything that they had. What would it look like for you to do that today? And to bear that testimony for generations to come. You're not under condemnation. Once we come to Jesus, we are not under condemnation. There is no shame in him. That invitation is open as it is most weeks. If you don't want me to pray for you, ask me to find someone else and I'll drag someone else, I'll find someone else to come and pray with you. You tell me who you want and I'll get them for you. It doesn't have to be me. Turn to a friend, turn to a loved one and say, hey, this is it. Pray. Stand with one another, encourage one another, cheer one another on. Be people who live out of that reconciliation that God has washed us in as we praise the name of Jesus.